I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Transferable skills, wrestle me, Mark. Transferable skills. We're talking about transferable skills over there. Wrestling isn't probably one of them, I suppose. Do you know I what? Mean... I've noticed the other day. I was really, I was really sad about this. I, I mentioned in the last episode that I'd like Rey Mysterio to send me Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Sometimes the stuff we talk about on the show it reflects what's actually going on in our real lives. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, this sounds like such a worthy podcast. <laughs> what's happened to me is my computer duffed up. You know, the other day yeah. I, I told you all about that. But I've lost my copy of Photoshop, so I've been unable to make those. Little things that come up and say, oh, Wrestle Me coming right, out okay. this week. So I've not been able to do that. Ah. So all I'm saying is if there's anyone out there who wants to make those, by all means, <laughs> put them up at the right time. Just tag me in and I'll, I'll say thanks and then I'm going to well, put it up. Well, our social guy went, um, Pete, do you, do you need me to do any Wrestle Me stuff? And I was like, oh, Mark takes care of that. But it was, it was clearly that week where, is, where the podcast, where the, uh, you the tell, old laptop You died. tell that guy to bring me a copy of Photoshop, <laughs> right? I don't want the one you pay on a yearly. We can get, we can get, oh, we've, got cre- right. we've got a uh, creative cloud license oh that's uh, lovely uh, this is this is what you get from podcasting ladies and gentlemen (laughs) you you get to share in the good times 30 quid a month fucking it used to be a lot cheaper when it was easier to pirate um (laughs) trish stratus i I also need photoshop so that i can continually put trish stratus's body (laughs) on on pornography i find no body head jesus head i i think trish stratus is beautiful but i don't like the way her head looks very strange uh, Tristratus versus Jazz versus Victoria. Yeah. Uh, at this point is the uh, the Divas champion. Um, this, I, I didn't mind this match this at all. absolutely banged. That, um, yeah. Victoria's, um, I think I had to Google it, moonsault. That moonsault. Was fucking brilliant. That moonsault. I, honestly, I've written four lines on this match and that moonsault is two of them. I think it was, <laughs> it's one of the best moonsaults you will ever see. Yeah. It misses and it's just a thing of perfect beauty. <laughs> In a weird way, when you're hitting someone with a moonsault, you go, oh, I've got to land on them and that's fine. But no, Knowing you're just going to land on that flat ring to to sort of still do it. I mean, it's absolutely mental. That's what separates me from being a wrestler and not being a wrestler, apart from all the other things like, you know, fitness, health, you know, training. Health Um, doesn't go into that. That's true. I mean, you know, I could have been a wrestler in the 70s in Britain. Um, (laughs) I was noticing, by the way, with really a funny thing. Big Daddy is is the single worst name for a wrestler ever. And I think it's slightly because Big Daddy was so bad at wrestling. It's sort of bad. But, Um, But back in the day, you'd sort of like, you'd say, 
look at this um, master of his physique. Yeah. And it would always be, this man <laughs> consumes 7,000 calories a day. Yeah. And you're like, Nine yeah. loaves of white, yeah. white yeah. tin loaf bread. It'd always be like, eat your shredded, I have two bottles of shredded meat, and I'm going to have a full English. Yeah. And then uh, I have a big full English. I well. eat six packs of sausages a day. <laughs> How can I fail to be strong? There was a thing in the 70s that if, if you, you were, ate more, if you were monstrously yeah. fat, people were like, oh, Ooh, he must be strong. strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a mental thing that it's only in the last 20 years of human existence do we go fat people are actually not very strong you know back then oh he must weigh he must weigh 25 stone wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him you know <laughs> Jesus Christ but I was thinking like Big Daddy's such a bad name and it was because I'd seen this uh, the Guardian article had reported that when Silver King had died in the roundhouse in Camden yes. he was wrestling uh, a wrestler called Juventud Guerrera Juventud Guerrera is known around the world, not just the Spanish-speaking world, as Juventud Guerrera. In Spanish, it translates as Youth Warrior. And so they'd mentioned in this thing, they'd said Silver King was wrestling Youth Warrior 51. Right? Right. <laughs> a bit weird. <laughs> and uh, I, I looked at that, and it would, it, you don't translate people's names. No. You don't go Antonio Banderas. You yeah. don't go, oh, he's Tony Banda. Well, I like, um, uh, <laughs> I don't no, know what Banderas is. I'm trying to think, Tony Christmas. Um, uh, not Noel, but... Uh, Anthony An- Antonio Crimble Anthony Anthony Crimble uh, no Tony who is Tony Christmas the footballer uh-huh. Tony Christmas the footballer so that would be um, Anthony uh, Antonio Felix Navidad <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'm lost. Who's Tony Christmas? Good God. Either way, it translates to Tony Christmas and it would sound fucking ridiculous if yeah. everyone actually did it. God, yeah. There's, Good uh, Lord. I was the only one it works with is if you saw Big Daddy, right? And you'd, right. instead of going Big Daddy, if he was Spanish, he'd be called Papa Grande. And Papa, Papa Grande is, is a much better name. so delightful to say. Yeah. It's as delightful as the word Quimanito. Quimanito <laughs> and Papa Grande are oh, over the moon. Uh, worth saying Quimanito on that point. This yes. is seamless. Um, our good friend Mecca Chete, who made us our Lord Alfred Hayes WrestleMe pins, uh, which were on sale at last year's live show. Yes. Uh, and sold out very, very quickly. Um, he's got a new pin out of Kimonito. And Kimonito, we use on the banner of our Twitter. Definitely a favourite of mine. Use, he, I mean, he was actually, I think probably the wrestler who was most instrumental in us doing this podcast. Yeah. Because when I began sending you pictures of Kimonito, you were like, this is a world I wish to be involved He's in. He's bright green blue. Like a little monkey, space yeah. monkey. <laughs> um, and uh, he gets treated monstrously. <laughs> it really is, really is amazing. Yeah, but, uh, but the pin is fantastic. Uh, Mark's going to tweet you a picture on yeah, Photoshop. It's, it's really good. You can get you that can't, if you... You can't you, get uh... rid of my spots. <laughs> now you haven't got Photoshop, you can't get rid of my spots of the Mecha Short Air pin badge. I also can't make it smaller. So it, it will be <laughs> a huge file <laughs> we did quite a bit of file chat on this yeah. show I think um, that's what people like it was, uh, it was Tony Christmas was uh, Antonio Di Natale gotcha so there we go. okay so yeah. sorry no, no that makes sense I've gone mental <laughs> I think you lost Losing the thread of what mind. you were trying yeah, to do I really, I just, and I think Christmas. it was because of the repetition of the phrase Tony Christmas Tony Christmas Tony Christmas Tony well, Christmas, all, Tony that's, Christmas. A, that's all I've got in my mind now <laughs> what, what would that man look like <laughs> um, yeah this is great there's a sign in this that says bomb N Korea which, uh, oh, right, which okay. an like. early shout. This is this is also a period where I think the USA are back at war, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, Jim Ross actually before this match gives uh, some love to the troops, um, and it was ten days before that um, Saddam statue falls. 
Is it? Remember that one where we were just waiting for them to take the fucking thing down? Gotcha, yeah. This for is, ages. Uh, he does a slightly horrible, awkward thing that you could never get away with doing in Britain. Imagine, like, you know, you kick off match of the day or the cricket by just going, um, to our brave men and women, you're doing the right thing, kick their ass. come back soon, we love you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, was this before or after that whole Lindy England thing? <laughs> because they, yeah. they did go a bit nuts, didn't yeah. they? You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it probably would be, actually, because it mm. was because the fall of... Yeah, I'm fairly certain. It was all in that. I think that might have been post Saddam and sort of even, you know, yeah. who knows? But either way, I mean, Jim Ross was basically saying the people who took advantage at Guantanamo Bay, he loves them. He loves them. <laughs> Real um, shame, Jim. Real shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, ja- uh, Jazz, uh, Googling around her, she has a wrestling school uh, with her husband, Rodney Mack, of yeah. the Dog Pound. The Dog Pound. And she was trained by Junkyard Dog. Oh, was she? Isn't that exciting? Oh, I didn't know that. That's so, nice. Because I thought dog pound, you can't just call it the dog pound if you not, don't have a relation to junkyard dog. Well, Rodney Mack, I think, was uh, at one point, he called himself Red Dog. Ah, uh, uh, okay. But no, that, that's yeah, great. Exciting. I, I would, I mean, if only we had a time machine and we could go back and we could just train for one beautiful summer at With junkyard, junkyard dogs, dogs wrestling. I'd love that. That is, do you know, if we were making some indie film, that would be exactly <laughs> the sort of thing that Netflix would get into that you go, yeah, it's about uh, two uh, guys who are just, you know, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> basically finding their way and they go to junkyard dogs wrestling it yes yes it's, but it's just like it's like I, I, I can't help but stereotype it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm a man who tries to avoid stereotypes where possible but you just know he'd know where the best ribs were <laughs> he just know he's a he's a he's a he's an African American from the south yeah. he would just fucking know where the best ribs are and look at his belly look at that belly look the at belly his big the, tight belly the belly is the key yeah, oh, the belly man. is the key um, and, and oh, you know I could the take us on is... a big food adventure yeah, the other thing is, you're going to be getting him at a point where you've suddenly given him $400. And, you know, he's like, great, I am eating well. Marvellous. Um, <coughs> there's a little um, uh, a promo that takes place afterwards, which is uh, The Rock and uh, Jonathan Coachman. Mm. And The Rock really is the best in the world at these. I mean, you just, uh, there's nobody else like him today where he is just, he's so laser focused on it and he's just entertaining, but at the same time, serious and he's not fucking about, but at the same time, he's doing with a light touch oh he's great he calls Austin a bald headed bastard and I think at this point his head is pretty much entirely shaved it's just a weird sort of like I would have responded if I was Austin I'd have come in and gone no that's you that is really satisfying but all he has to do here is slightly turn the fans against him uh, to to basically set up the fact that Austin is going to be the good guy in this one and Mm. there's uh, you know he's doing it on a very unselfish reason which is that Austin is not long for this world Mm. this is going to be his last match coming up although they have not mentioned this to anyone so nobody knows so what he he's basically saying I can't do this anymore I'm not doing it wait for it Peter don't jump the gun Um, this though is the so before so we got the the easily best female match I've ever seen uh, in Wrestlemania obviously uh, thus far I think and Trish Stratus is really really underrated She's mm. so good at playing the baby face in peril. She mm. gets thrown around. She makes it look like she's been hit by a car. Great. <laughs> and then the uh, rock thing. And then, uh, yeah, we've got Los Guerreros and yep. their song, We Lie, We Cheat, We Steal. It's a bit yeah. pro- little problematic. Yeah, this also uh, is the pairing that really pushes Eddie Guerrero into superstardom. He begins mm. using a lot of the old tricks from Mexican wrestling that we haven't seen in generations, a generation, and probably never in the, in the, the US. Right. He begins to just use this thing of just cheating, and, and it's got a mix of comedy and... He's just brilliant yeah. at it. And this really is a golden period for Eddie Guerrero. We're building up after this WrestleMania. He will ultimately be the man who 
will uh, topple Brock Lesnar. Right, OK. You mm. wouldn't know from seeing him in the mid-card. Um, I should... I, do you know what? I, I've got it hanging in the back of my head. If I don't say it, someone will go, no, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, what happens is Lesnar will lose the belt to Angle. Uh, he will regain it and then lose it to Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yes, that is right. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank you, weird man in your head. Um, Chavo is there. Chavo is Eddie's uh, real-life nephew. Right. And um, uh, he was the uh, the son of, of Chavo's brother, Chavo Senior, uh, a.k.a. Chavo Classic, when he returned uh, to WWE uh, as, a, as a sort of manager, nice. an elderly man. Um, but they are the um, the grandsons of uh, the legend uh, uh, Gory Guerrero, uh, who is, uh, well, Chavo is... Eddie is. Oh, I'm really. I can hear that voice really in my head confused. now. Right, yeah, I just got. Look, if you're yeah. an eating or just go on Wikipedia. There's a. a you know, <laughs> That's what rock, I'm doing. That's what I'm reading the, now. You've got the Rocks family. <laughs> you've got that family. It's all there. Yeah, and, and Guerrero Chavo was was one of the guys who was with WCW at the end, and he was one of the few guys who came over um, when they bought. Uh, WCW yeah, uh, and he again you know he, he was around for a few years he was good value but he never quite managed to break out of that mm. lower position he was in this is very much a payday match where they want to give everyone who they've been using over the last few you know over the last year who are good wrestlers they want to get them on the Wrestlemania card yeah so you've got Team Angle, who are Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, uh, Chris Benoit and Rhino versus Los Guerreros. And you really get the impression in this that Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero are annoyed to be in this position. Yeah. Um, there is so many different matches that could have happened with this combination of people if you'd have dropped Rhino and Chavo. That would have been amazing. Yeah, Eddie <laughs> or, and Benoit or, or versus... Reno, as the uh, announcer says <laughs> in, in the stadium, just Reno! There is a, um, a WCW star who's called Reno, who was a sort of like gambling thing, but I mean, no one remembers that. I think no. he had a brief period where he's a transvestite um, <laughs> how is this stuff still lodged in my head it's so annoying so unhelpful so annoying you forgot your child's name <laughs> everyone works hard yeah. but it's it's very um, it, it's it's just disappointing there is one thing in here which I do love which is Shelton Benjamin and mm. I think Shelton Benjamin for me is one of the great talents in wrestling that was never given the opportunity to, to do anything more than you know this level of stuff mm. he had a brief period where they tried just to make him big but again Triple H cut his legs off on that he he became a highlight of the annual Money in the Bank match, which will later happen at WrestleMania. But for me, Shelton Benjamin had a lot of charisma and he's an astonishing athlete. Yeah. And I think if they'd have got behind him, with even half of the sort of passion that they were pushing people like Edge uh, and Test and Booker. I d- you every, know. But it's every... Kind of, I know Booker obviously massively got over, because, um, but he made his name elsewhere, presumably. He did, he? And, so- and actually he was the worst example to use here, because later in this WrestleMania, they absolutely cut him off at the legs. Yeah. So uh, there is something that you could say is similar between Shelton Benjamin and Booker T. Yeah, and, and that's Beyond something- the fact that they aren't allowed to get over. Yeah, and, and but, it's a, but I think it's a historical kind of systemic, uh, you know, deep-seated... Possibly not even racism, just well, just like racism, and they sort of say that isn't going to put white bums on seats, sort of I, thing. And, and it's I that totally kind agree. of like, and it's the same reason why I don't know, um, you cut it's the same reason why, uh, you a lot of technology nowadays doesn't work with uh, black black people's skin yep. dark skins uh, it's it's why photography you, have you ever tried to take a, p- a picture of a white person and a black person together it's fucking impossible yeah. like the exposure just doesn't work That's the right systems thing. don't work together um, and it's it's systemic racism that you don't really think about every day but like you think yeah, no. The, the, you know, these, it, these guys aren't being put up because they, they people somewhere, the white guy who got all the money, think that they're not going to make any money out of that, that. Even like the, the last WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35, they have uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for yeah. the world title. They finally allow Kofi Kingston to mm. to rise to a position that he should have been at many years before. Was he the guy in the new? Was he in the new day? Was that, was yes, that, yeah, that's okay, the one. right, yeah. 
But they even when they were building up to that, they had to bring in a racial element to it. It's 20 fucking 19. We're yeah. watching wrestling. I don't need a thing where people are going, you know, you uh, you people, you know, oh, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not I mean, 1953 to, Alabama. To be honest, 2019, it has got a bit like that, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, <laughs> actually. I mean, <laughs> probably more up to date than I, they realise. I say that. I am just living in this paradise because sooner or later someone will listen to this podcast. We'll go down on a list that says white haters and then we'll be dragged from our homes by the new bully boys yeah. oh it's gonna be I'm sort of looking forward to killing some of them um, right imagine swinging a cricket bat and like meaning it and sort of going you deserve this yeah oh, and you'd have written on it something like on your England side. bloody England and you'd there'd be a photo taken of it and it would be on the front of the Observer magazine and th- they will say no one knows what happened to this man <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Always actually (laughs) worth putting out just our our thing that sometimes we forget to do. If you are racist, do stop listening. You're not welcome. Uh. Can we still present though, Mark? Christ. God. And, uh, Stop gatekeeping me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, was about to, I was about to just list a load of things that I do like, but all of them are sort of a bit sexist. Um, uh, Eddie Guerrero here looks very massive as well. He looks really sort of yeah. bulked up. And I think that, that, that seems to have been a conscious decision to get noticed. And uh, it doesn't seem to affect his 
performance in the ring, mm. but uh, it's it's a surprise weight gain after a career of being quite a small. Surprise weight gain. Yeah. He he, uh, he does a he does a frog splash on Shelton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, oh, I dear. think Eddie is slightly taking out his annoyance at not being in a proper program <laughs> on Shelton Benjamin, who really is the last person you should be taking it out on because Shelton <laughs> should also be in a better program. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, oh God, I mean, again, they cut back to those fucking Miller-like catfight girls. Yeah. And they have a thing where they go, we'll settle it in the ring. No, we'll settle it in bed. No, we'll settle it in ring. And it cuts back to Jerry Lawler and he's practically got his dick out. He's like, <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Oh, fucking I've hell. heard they like me. I don't, didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some more of his autobiography the other night and I tell you some of it is absolutely how it, I don't, there wouldn't be a, a like a publisher who looked back and they just went. Do you know what that that story about um, Rick Rude's valet uh, Angel, where you do a pile driver and you flip her upside down, she's not wearing underwear. Can we make that? I don't know. Maybe just a maximum of one page rather than five, Good and you Lord. just going, oh, I could have stayed in that move forever. Oh, if I'd give to give her that again. Oh, the view from there was heaven. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> if you found Jerry Lawler's autobiography handwritten in a park. You'd give it to the police. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't know what's going on, but this is awful. Who, who's the uh, wrestler who's got a foot fetish now? Um, Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas was. I was like, Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. Atlas. And was, he hasn't um, got any hair, so he's a hairless, <laughs> but not Atlas. Although he is Tony wearing Atlas. a hat. In Wait, no, he's wrestling and oh, he's doing something, and a woman. It's. I think it's a quite recent <laughs> yes. video clip where a woman is grinding her feet into his face. Yeah, and he's having. What, can I be described as even a man of a certain age, certain vintage, he's having what can only be described as a lovely time. Yeah. And there's kids watching. There are. It's, and for me, confused. the thing that makes it is he's got old glory on his chest, the American flag. <laughs> and it really is that sort of freedom to just have a young woman crush your face with her foot. <laughs> Marvellous stuff. Oh, there dear. is actually, I think that comes from that. That's the clip, by the way, that I think more people have sent us through the rest of me Twitter than any other clip. <laughs> they know exactly what our wheelhouse exactly. is. But the, um, there is actually a photograph <laughs> that was taken probably about six months ago of I believe the same uh, female wrestler right. at the same event and she uh. is just standing on his face and it looks like a, an art piece because the, all her weight is on his face and you can't see his face but you can tell from his hands that he's just going this is lovely <laughs> um, it's a magic sight oh um, dear uh, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho have, yes. we, have we got time to crack through this yes we, um, I think we have god yeah 17 yeah. minutes yeah. blimey <laughs> I, I, I thought we had gone for ages uh, we, we, let's we end it some... here to just annoy people <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was uh, I enjoyed this one it was good this was uh, good I um, loved this match mm. I think it's the uh, it, it's the best match in uh, WrestleMania 19 for me. Mm. Um, it's hard to get across really when we watch WrestleMania because we're seeing, if you like, a snapshot every year. Mm. It's a little bit like listening to like Christmas number ones or or, or the Midsummer number ones. Right. You you miss a lot of the stuff on either side, but you get a general idea of what the music is. What doesn't come across on this is like Shawn Michaels, who um, I think the last time we saw him was WrestleMania 14. Yeah. He has a real problem with his back, and he basically has retired. Yeah. He's not come back, and he's gone for nearly five years and he makes his return at SummerSlam 2002 and he doesn't seem to have lost a step it's yeah. a real surprise he uh, has an unsanctioned match with Triple H which he wins uh, and he goes on to win the, the world belt and the comeback is remarkable mm. nobody had seen him at a Wrestlemania for you know since oof, 1998 I think it is uh, and he's back and he has not missed a step. Yeah. The thing that you, you, you can't really understand watching it in succession 
is just how long he'd been gone. Right. He'd been totally forgotten about. Yeah. It seemed like someone from a different generation. Yeah. It would be like Brutus Bar- the Barber Beefcake suddenly coming back and having this amazing career. <laughs> That's the only way I can sort of you know describe it. Um, it. It's just a testament to the type of performer he was. When he'd left, he'd been hated. He'd been a problem. He was an arsehole. Mm. He was on pills. He was just mm. a nightmare. Uncooperative, surly, unprofessional, yeah. all those things. Uh, he goes away. He becomes a born-again Christian. He gets his life in order and he comes back for a second shot. And nobody, apart from really Triple H, who is a good friend of his, uh, is really willing to give him a second chance. Yeah. In fact, Triple H is one of the people who dobbed him in when he was going to be on a previous WrestleMania and he turned up to a raw, absolutely off his face and Triple H went straight to Vince McMahon and said, he is in a state and Vince had basically sacked him so he comes back and he is determined to do everything right that he got wrong before and part of this is he they give him a really good welcome back he doesn't lose many matches he's already at sort of legend status but over the next five Wrestlemanias he just becomes the greatest performer in WrestleMania history. Right. And this is someone who's already seen, seemingly had a career. He's had his Iron Man matches against Bret Hart. He's had his ladder match against Razor Ramon. But now he starts this, this probably the single best run of WrestleMania matches by anyone in history. Mm. Uh, and it starts here with Chris Jericho. Um, Amish, they, Amish Chris Jericho, it seems, in this one. Do you know what? There's something about Jericho that I just... <laughs> even like the changing of the beard, I go, you don't have a full grip on the character. Now, I mentioned this in a really short episode we do about emails. Yeah. I have a slight problem with Chris Jericho, and I was listening just back to it, because I thought, I hope people don't sort of go, are you seriously saying that Chris Jericho is bad? No, you... you no, you... It... Look, it's not it's it's not a meritocracy. You can't have stats. It's not like football. You yeah. can't sort of say, I've done this many passes, I've done this sort of running. And to be honest, that's the most boring thing about football. It's about art. It's yeah. about what you like about things. And the art is, is the important of it. Because I can see, yes, it, it's very good, this Chris Jericho. It's very good. But there's something about it that I kind of go, but why don't I react to it in the mm. same way that I do the Shawn Michaels? And you saying his beard, his Amish beard, Jericho has a way of, of not, like fully seeming to me to be convinced by what he's doing Mm. often when you see him even in in this bit you see him doing some promo work and he's on the mic with Michaels he's often looking at the floor right and it's you see Michaels and his eyes are always up and he's always watching what's going on and Jericho is slightly sort of shuffly and he just looks down the beard is a big thing where I sort of go if you change your look all the time it's because you don't have a look you don't quite know what it is and you're always trying this and trying that but you're going it's not quite right yeah Uh, he does a lot of that in his career and I just even in this match some of the stuff he does he just doesn't look like he's trying to win the match it's so weird I, I properly wanted to look at it mm. and it all just adds up he, this is as good a match as you know you, you could do but I just find with Jericho there's bits about it that I go oh that's why I don't 100% love well, it well they didn't sort of go all in on him being I mean it would have been a quite good angle <laughs> um, to sort of have the <clears throat> Jericho sort of um, talking about how obviously he spoke six before um, quite eloquently about how he got into wrestling because of you know what yeah. he wanted to be um, Shawn Michaels, but like they didn't go they could have gone full in on him being a bit of a fucking groupie, you know, a bit of a bit of a you know, and and, and sort of a bit like that maybe yeah. like the, the 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 person who's obsessed them defeating the the, the 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 master. Obviously that doesn't happen in the end, but it just seems it's the oldest story in the book, isn't it? It's it's the student against the master, yeah, and they don't really play that up hugely. I remember at the time 
time watching this, and this was when they showed the clips of young Jericho in uh, presumably like Smoky Mountain Wrestling or something, right. which they then showed the, the young Shawn Michaels in The Rockers. Yes. There was a sense there that they were reaching out to a world beyond WWE, which mm. is something they'd never really done before. Right. And you begin to sort of get the feeling that you go, oh, actually, these people have all got backstories. I don't know why it made it so exciting. Yeah. I loved seeing them doing the same moves separated by time. And that sense of going, this is a broad canvas. And these mm. two, even though they've never come into contact, they've sort of, you know, Jericho's been so influenced and it, it made it bigger. And I think the only thing that doesn't make it bigger is slightly Jericho... I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I just it's can't right. do He's it. It's not quite there. It's not him. quite just there, not quite is there. it? I don't know like, what it is. It's like Sean's confetti uh, cannon. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of as he comes down the. Uh, what do you call it? It's just the ramp, I suppose. Yeah. The big the, ramp. The the runway. The, the big entrance. Runway, the entrance. Yeah. Um, he's got. He's been gifted. Um, I think about five or six um, confetti cannons, yes. and they're all plugged into electricity, presumably to fire off some confetti into the crowd. <laughs> Actually, quite underwhelming when you look yeah, at it. Yeah, they didn't but go quite far enough, did they? They didn't go quite far enough. And and those are the ones that work. Yeah, three. And, like, two, number two, three, two, yeah, goes, number three wrong. goes wrong, and number five <laughs> goes wrong, and Sean has to sell that. That for me is the difference between Jericho and Michaels. Is that Michaels comes out, he has five confetti cannons, two of them don't fucking work. He shrugs, that's fine, and he's come out to a theme tune where he's singing, "I'm just a sexy boy, <laughs> sexy boy," and that comes out, and you look at that, and you don't go, "This guy is fucking ridiculous." You go, "This guy is really and cool," and he's wearing like red. Like mm. leather with studs. It's like as if the King of Hearts did Eurovision. Yes. And you're like, well, he's not going to win. He's dressed like a fucking <laughs> fetish doll. Everything about Shawn Michaels is wrong, I've, apart from the fact that he pulls it off. I've also written down a medieval parliamentary group owned by a tin of shortbread. Because <laughs> they're always like red and black, aren't they? That's good. Yeah. Oh, I, did you see he's also wearing that massive crucifix? Yes. Which I was sort of going, how big is that crucifix? And I reckon that you could you could crucify a rat on it. <laughs> it's, it's rather large, isn't it? A field I mean, mouse. The sort of thing that like, you know, the acolytes would would do in 1999 um, but again this this was one of those things where Michael comes out and you can see almost as he's coming out he's going oh I'm looking forward to this more than I thought yes. and you can see him just going this is great and Jericho is is ready to do it yeah. but Michael's oddly he just sort of has this this thing of going rather than going I'm going to try to do a great match he's just like oh I'm enjoying this so I'll do a great match yeah. and he is so fluid is the thing yeah. the two of them work brilliantly together they are just it's a lovely match to watch mm. it's it's it doesn't flag there's no it's good it's back and forth I couldn't remember who won this so it was like watching it slightly I, I'd remembered it was a really good match mm. but I was watching it I don't know who's going to win yeah. and that gave me a thrill watching it that I haven't seen for a long time in a Wrestlemania right. where I was going I don't know who's going to win this what's going to happen <laughs> what's the ending going to be um, the timing of it is beautiful there's there's Michaels does something where like Jericho will hit him and he just has a bit of gob that flies out of his mouth and it goes about 50 feet up I don't know how he does it <laughs> it's better than the confetti cannon but it looks like a tooth you know <laughs> and it's just those bits where you go how does he do this there's a, a, a bit where he does the, the, the bridge which is Jericho is uh, Jericho's back is on Michaels' chest mm. and they're both on the mat and it's you, you know Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat used to do it quite often right. but it's just bridging up from that position of being on your back with someone on you and twisting around and Michaels just does it effortlessly and it's so enjoyable to watch yeah. and you really do get the impression that Michaels is just going uh, I I wasn't you know necessarily bothered about doing this I wasn't coming out being anxious or trying to steal the show but while I'm here I might as well steal the show <laughs> I think it's it's just a, a perfect thing and the, the fact that he'd been out for so long and then could come back 
and do something of this quality yeah. is just a testament to how brilliant he was. Well, um, somebody um, puts up a sign for number one Jericho fan, and I was transported to the mid noughties in the TV show Jericho, which I was genuinely, <laughs> genuinely obsessed with. I love that what show. What was it about? I've, I've it was seen about it, the like, apocalypse. Stuff. It was about like oh, yeah. a nuclear apocalypse, and people just picking up the pieces of community, and then obviously they find another community that's not dead, and they're like, oh, well, it's, it's just basically Walking Dead. But, um, <laughs> without the zombies. But, without the zombies, or um, the seven series that came after the two. But, uh, I love that programme and I was like number one Jericho fan I was a number one Jericho fan but not that Jericho <laughs> the, um, I mean by the end uh, you know the, the crowd is just in the palm of their hand yeah. and it must be I can't imagine what that must be like of 60,000 people and you just go I'm going to do something now and I know the reaction is going to get that's that's the beauty well, when, of, of wrestling well even when like Jericho stood over Sean like slapping him and shouting yeah. I'm better than you yeah. I'm better than you I quite know that I, there's, there's, I mean one of the biggest pops in the whole thing is uh, Sean Michaels is in the walls of Jericho which is yeah. a submission movie just gets to the ropes and just the act of touching the ropes makes the entire place stand on their feet it's just it's magic and the end section is just so not, it's just beautiful I mean it's just lovely it's it's it's, it's a really really good match mm. it's far and away the best match on this yeah, actually there are no particularly bad matches on this no there's you no know? stinkers is there some, I mean, of them, some of them are dumb are we, are we, counting, are we counting the Miller uh, the Miller girls I think that's a very good <laughs> 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 um, but Chris Jericho he says that this is his favourite Wrestlemania match he ever did oh cool and uh, Michaels there's a lovely story about him going backstage afterwards and uh, an unnamed member of staff said to him your match has actually gone a bit too long and he responded, when you have a match as good as that, you can go as long as you want. <laughs> and he wasn't wrong. Um, there's a, a, a little sign that comes up as well, which is that perfect thing of going, what year is it, archaeology? Right. So the sign comes up. It couldn't be more 2003. And it just says, I know a skater boy. Oh, wow, the Avril Lavigne song. Avril Lavigne, wow. yeah. Uh, I know a skater boy. He was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more <laughs> obvious? Um, I, I, I did start looking at quite a lot of Avril Lavigne facts. Um, right. the, the song is actually a bit of a dickhead song, um, Skater Boy. It's about a, uh, a, a snobby girl who rejects a skateboarder who has yeah, a crush on yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, despite secretly, she's in love she's, with him too. Yeah, she's got tickets to see her, sure. She lets her sure. friend's prejudices sway her decision-making. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, he becomes a superstar musician, even playing guitar on MTV. Yeah. And he's moved on with another woman. Well. Well, she ultimately ends up as a young, single mother. <laughs> That's the worst thing they can think of yeah. happening to you. Yeah. You will you will be, you won't go to go out with someone who's been on MTV, but you will have a baby. <laughs> oh, will the baby love me? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Skater ba- is it a skater baby? Because it's not a skater baby. Not interested. It's, uh, yeah. She was a girl, he was a baby. Can I make it any more obvious? We've, uh, we've done, I don't even think it's even licensed by the Hello Kitty people, but she did a song, I think, called Hello Kitty. It had it will have had to have, had yeah. to have been surely licensed by Hello Key. Sanrio Corporation. Goes, yeah, well, we walked past the shop in um, Harajuku that they filmed that in, ah. um, and obviously she was criticised for um, uh, for that music video. Obviously, you know, um, cultural, appropriation. cultural appropriation, which is something that Japanese don't even fucking care about. No, I mean, they love it when Gwen Stefani does it, don't they? they it's just like, but it is just kind of like, yeah. I mean, but it's not high culture. It's not. No. It's not like. I mean, it's it's. Lasses who dress up like weird um, Victorian schoolgirls yeah, and stuff. It's I not mean, really. It's not. 
It's I'm, not up there with you know Shakespeare, is it? Or no, Byron, or, or anything important. Yeah, like, or like you know, or wearing a, like a, a Native American headdress. It's yeah. not exactly. It's, it's Hello Kitty. Or even and, like dressing up as like a suffragette. People who had a political <laughs> thing that they you know fought for. I mean, the the, the sexy schoolgirls in Japan. There was never a they thing where they, they shouldn't were be happening anywhere. No, they shouldn't be happening anywhere. A, they shouldn't be happening. B, no, uh, no one is trying to repress them. <laughs> <laughs> you see them everywhere. I've seen and... some videos. Um, <laughs> um, right. Uh, We'll get out of here and we'll be back very soon with some more Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark! Wrestle Me, Avril Lavigne, Peter! If you want to get in touch with the show at shortwrestlemepod.com. I will stick in next uh, episode, though, Mm. um, a clip that my friend Craig, who you also know, um, he got through the um, website Cameo. Hey. It has a lot of wrestlers on there, yes. sort of basically, um, and you can pay them money to say things for you. But they can't endorse product. product. Yeah. Um, but Craig <laughs> managed to sneak it in. If the price was the right. price. <laughs> <laughs> So Craig spent, I think, 30 quid on getting the great Carly, oh. uh, who is one of my favourite shit wrestlers, <laughs> to say, like, in some fucking, I don't know, fucking shop. Yeah. He looks like he's in a barber shop with his daughter climbing all over him. Uh, and he's... <laughs> Um, and he, he's is, just... he is not fucking around on the whole I will do as little as possible I'm having oh, yeah. my haircut I've got to do my cameos <laughs> and the, the best thing is like obviously with cameo um, if you're not familiar like you can see other people's things so he's filmed about <laughs> 10 in a row at the same time going hey, how's it going and he does mention WrestleMe at one point which oh, is great so thank you very lovely. much for that Greg and I'll stick that at the end of uh, next week's show Good so we, should actually, we should actually just play those and then we should get the million dollar man to do one that <laughs> yes. says everyone has a price for the million dollar man ha 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 <laughs> uh, well, uh, 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 that's probably I, I don't want to be kicked off cameo no how else am I going to get Zack Ryder to say happy birthday to me <laughs> <laughs> oh we should go on there as talent I think <laughs> yay uh, alright then wrestle me Mark wrestle me Peter we will also say wrestle me to you for just $24 <laughs> bing bong that was the end of the uh, jingle bing bong <laughs> bing bong <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.